0: hi i'm vicky and i'm lauren and you're listening to two moms and a Mike. a weekly podcast where we chat about our experience as relatively new parents trying to make it in this busy modern world we talk about the struggles and joys that come with parenting and we also focus on the impact this can have on our mind and body As moms, we all want the same things, right? We want to be happy, to be healthy, and to raise our kids to be the same way. So the goal of this podcast is to bring you helpful tips and information to make this happen.
1: So join us in the quest to improve your overall health and happiness levels just a little bit each day, whilst juggling being a mom, of course. We're all fumbling through this together. Let's do it.
0: Morning Jones.
1: Morning, good morning. I'm gonna fake it till I make it today
0: because
1: I'm feeling tired and rough but I will pretend I'm not and we'll see how I feel at the end of this. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Okay (laughs) let's go.
0: (laughs) The thing that I wanted to talk about in today's episode is this topic of confidence in motherhood and at first I was like how to cultivate confidence or, you know, wasn't really sure about the direction. But it's, mm-hmm. it comes from, I don't really want to talk about the stage that we're in right now. More about, because a lot of what this podcast is, is to help moms in that stage that we were in, you know, five, six years ago. When you first become a mother and all of that stuff. If, it's difficult to kind of remember all of it. But we're going to try. We're going to try take yeah. ourselves back there. Okay. And so <laughs> the first real thing is to to talk about the kind of the myths of motherhood. So take yourself back. How old is Connor now? Six and a half? Six? Mm. Yeah, six, six, six and a bit. Yeah, six no.
1: in October, so okay. six and a bit.
0: Yeah. So take yourself back six years mm-hmm. and... Do you remember how influenced you were by social media at that time? Mm. And in sorry, I must clarify, in regards to motherhood, like of what you saw on social media, how much of that influenced the day-to-day decisions you made or how you felt about yourself as a mother?
1: Trying very hard to think back. I mean, I was quite active on social media because I remember sharing a lot of my journey. I would put lots of videos up on Instagram stories, even back then. But I don't think I was following too many parenting accounts. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I was getting too many tips, not as much as I'm being swamped with them now. I'd say. It's a bit of a and, different And world. not so
0: much not so much tips and that, but your friends who had kids and what you saw from them yeah. and things like that.
1: So back then I think yeah, there were a few people sharing things on social media, but it was very much a just the good stuff. All the good stuff, the happy stuff, the nice things. Yeah and that was what social media was back then. I think nowadays people are sharing a lot more of the raw side of parenting and and the struggles and everything.
0: But I think back then it was just, you know, the good stuff. I was thinking about this and I was thinking like back in the day, say when our parents became parents, it was this whole thing of, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. Mm -hmm. Well, that's still around, but it's keeping up with the Joneses. But that was like the family down the road. And, Nowadays, keeping up with the Joneses is like everyone oh my on social media,
1: yeah. You kind of and
0: all you see is their highlight reel, mm. really. Mm. And it is like you say, it is changing a little bit. But I remember sitting, you know, it was always breastfeeding at night, and I was alone a lot with, with Abby. And I was, you know, I would be scrolling social media, but I would get into this loop of I would see something, and then I'd be like, Am I doing it wrong? Or you know, regards to uh, everything, breastfeeding, sleep, mostly. Mm, Mostly, it was about sleep, you know, which we've spoken about. But it's like now we have those cool accounts like Big Time Adulting, and exactly, I can't think of. I think my
1: yeah, with the algorithm and everything, because I'm bitching and moaning so much about parenting all the time, my phone picks up on that. (laughs) And it only shares accounts with me of people that are bitching and moaning about parenting. So I no longer see those accounts where it's all blissful and happy and everyone's skipping along through their garden or whatever. <laughs> I just get the moaners I love.
0: The realists, the realists. So I've got a, I've got a study here, two studies here. I'm just going to read the findings of these studies okay. to you. Okay. So a 2018 study, it found that... of new moms are on social media, not shocking. And then 66% of them say that social media has a significant impact on their parenting decisions.
1: Mm.
0: Like that's, that's kind of crazy, right?
1: I mean, I Um, can say say it has on mine as well, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah whichever way it is if it's those parenting accounts where you know they're just bitching and moaning about parenting it kind of justifies your feelings mm. and then kind of you lean into that a little bit yeah. and then at the same time if it's those ones that are just showing their highlight reel and whatever it can it can make you feel bad about yourself like why aren't you doing more why can they do it but you can't do exactly. it kind of thing and on the, but on the flip side uh,
1: you actually do also yeah. learn a lot from from these moms right or or parenting accounts like there's also a lot of good stuff that you can take away from it and a lot of motivational stuff as well but yeah sometimes I find it all too much like you know the people sharing the stuff and and I I'm guilty of it too because when I'm in the moment of it and I'm like okay I need to remember that this moment is fleeting and although it's hard like it will it will pass and I'll miss it one day like I'm, I'm guilty of, of sending that stuff out there. Cause I do want my friends to remember that, you know, this does go by so quickly. I've got a six year old suddenly and where did that time go? And it does fly by mm. and you want to enjoy it all. But also sometimes you just can't cause it's hard and you're tired. And like, I'm like today, I'm not enjoying parenting today. All I want to do is go get into my bed, put the duvet over my head and not have to do a single thing. Like maybe go get in the bath. That's what I would do. But I I don't want to go parent today, but I have to. And I'm not going to, like, post about it and put amazing, like, little musical videos up on Instagram showing everybody how nice it is because there are lots of days where it's it's bloody hard. And sometimes I feel like (laughs) when I'm, like, showered with all of these, like, you should be in the moment and you should be doing this and you should be feeling that. It makes me feel so wretched and guilty and shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it does. And and especially especially when you're a new mom because like you've got this baby, you've never done it before, obviously. And you're already out of your comfort zone in a massive way and you're sleep deprived. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're like making the worst decisions and then you see all of this stuff and you're thinking, "Oh, I'm, I'm terrible. What am I doing? You know, like all of these people, they, you know, they figured it out. They're doing this. They're doing that. Why can't I get my baby to sleep? Why can't I get my baby to X, Y, Z, whatever? And it's like being a mother is one of those things, definitely, that you have to experience it to understand it. Mm-hmm. Like I remember being pregnant and getting advice from, you know, everywhere. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. But there was no way I could take in that advice. You mm-hmm. you can't because you just absolutely can't understand and you think you're all prepared and whatever and then yeah. <laughs> you just get absolutely smacked not. with a baby again and baby has not read the textbook <laughs>
1: that baby yeah. just does whatever that baby wants to do <laughs>
0: Yeah. And so you you have to learn on your own and that is it. And it's like there is a place for advice and accepting advice and things like that, saying like Mm -hmm. you do learn from some of these accounts and things like that. But I think that it's important to first tune in with yourself and with your baby. Like we've spoken about it in different ways before, but that no one knows your situation and there's no way that you know that person's situation either mm-hmm. for all you know the person on the other end of that post is like dying inside yeah and you know they're posting something that's they're not intending to make you feel bad I don't think I think that those posts are a way of trying to make themselves feel better
1: yeah they could have spent the last two weeks putting together this amazing post where they're making like fruit loops from scratch or something so they don't have to give their kids real fruit loops and they make it all pretty and sepia and there's beautiful music in the background they're smiling and everyone's happily eating the fruit loops but actually it's taken two weeks of her life and she's like on death's door. she's barely getting by like this this has pushed her over the edge completely but there we are thinking okay well if I don't make homemade fruit loops then my kids are screwed so maybe you're going to touch on this later but I just uh, wanted to mention it before I forget. But consistency I think is one of the most important things when parenting like as you learn you Mm -hmm. learn as you go along that what a child appreciates and and values the most is like consistency in terms of like with like their parenting and their relationships and uh, routine and all of that stuff they they need consistency in their life and I found that with social media and the influence it had on me from all the different posts and and accounts I was following I was becoming more and more inconsistent because I'd read something one night like okay this is what you need to do in this situation Mm. this is how you handle it if you handle it any differently your child is screwed (laughs) (laughs) so I would then I'd be like okay Gordon wake up this is how we're going to parent from tomorrow we've got to do this The next time Connor says this, we react with what with why. If he does X, we react with Y, and Gordon would be like, "Okay, cool, we'll do it." And then when we'd, we'd apply it, it probably wouldn't really take because we'd doing it for the first time, and then like I'd start to panic that it's not working. Then I'd go, I'd go and see something else on social media, I'm like, "Okay, well maybe we should try this. Let's try this approach." Yeah. And like the poor child would just be so confused because he didn't know firstly what was going on because we didn't really know what was going on. Um, And secondly, like, who are these people that are masquerading as, like, gentle parenters or whatever? Like, what's going on? I just would find myself not really sure of what approach I was actually taking that day because I'd be so swamped with all these different bits of information that then I would be giving him this, like, strange advice on how he should be handling a situation or I didn't even really believe what I was saying, but I was trying to push it onto Connor, you know? I think going with your gut with parenting. I know we all have like some things that we'd like to do differently for our our kids in terms of like uh maybe discipline or whatever because we we've all we've grown up at a different time and we now know That like shouting and punishment and stuff isn't necessarily that effective and it can lead to a bit of trauma and a bit of separation anxiety and all that. We've we've learned this information. So we all want to kind of do things a little bit differently. And I think that's why we're eager to take on new age information and apply it and help our kids out and not traumatize them or whatever. But you can get overloaded with information from different sources and then you don't even know what you're doing at the end of the day. It's confusing for
0: everyone. And I think that, that that was an important point. Like, who are you even taking this uh, this advice from? Like, do you, what are their, not say credentials, but I mean, do you even know them? Or is it is it just a random post and you think, oh, that's a great idea. And then what I was going to say is like, all of this, all of these tried and failed attempts to do what you see other people doing and all of this, that knocks your confidence as a, as a parent because it just makes you feel so like you're saying you try something and then it didn't really work. And then you're like, why this is the way it's supposed to go. Why can't I do it? And it's like this little confidence knocker. So I think that one of the things I wanted to talk about today and now that now it's ironic because we're going to give tips on how to build your confidence (laughs) <laughs> how to cultivate confidence, or how to not de- let this affect you? And you're like, "Well, who the hell are you guys?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely
1: solved this one. Down the and road.
0: that's a very, very valid question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a good answer. <laughs> I'll let you do your own research. <laughs> yeah, just don't go
1: past um, 2010 on my Facebook, please. <laughs> Any photos from pre-20, no, I'd even say
0: 2012. Uh, I would say t- 2017, that's when I got pregnant. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> Anything before then, please no. Yeah.
1: We actually should go in and delete our cards pre-2017. I've no deleted one, a lot. No one needs to see that. <laughs> I can't bring myself to delete it. I feel like it's history. It's very important history. Ooh.
0: No, it's so not.
1: Not ready to let go of it.
0: <laughs> you you keep yours.
1: <laughs> maybe this is where we should so, like cue well, in the picture of us with moustaches at uh, punch and point. Oh, that's a good one. It
0: really actually maybe it should be our cover art yeah. for the podcast. Yeah, I think so. Um, Before it's and beautiful.
1: after.
0: <laughs> so back to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, we're just going to talk a little bit about these tips for how to cultivate confidence in those early stages, Mm. like when you're a new mother. So if, if you are a fairly new mother right now listening, or if you are someone that you feel like you're still caught up in all of this stuff, because I took one of these tips that I'm going to give you, maybe we'll just start with that one. I took this tip a few years ago and it's completely changed the relationship I have with social media because I'm no longer seeing any of these accounts that bothered me. And anytime I do, I just unfollow. So that's a tip to notice how you are feeling when you're looking at Mm. these different accounts, even if it's a friend, because as I said before, they are not creating those posts to make you feel bad. (laughs) they don't have you in mind at all Mm. but if it makes you feel bad it's okay to unfollow that person Mm. and if it's a close friend of yours you might even consider telling them how it makes you feel and that's why you've unfollowed you know so that there's no tension but it's okay to set that boundary for yourself and I unfollowed a lot of accounts got rid of a lot of stuff because I noticed that it was making me feel really bad about myself, and I didn't need that. And then I started following accounts that kind of empowered me and made me feel better about myself. And I think that that's a really important um, important thing to do. That's a way more reasonable approach to take. I just literally
1: would go off social media for months. I'd get to this point where mm -hmm. I just hate social media so much because of that, probably. Because yeah. of just this influx of, of information that I didn't actually, that was just confusing me and it was conflicting. And, or I would just get annoyed by seeing people's lives that I wasn't interested in or whatever. And yeah. instead of just unfollowing them because that might offend them, I would just take myself off, off completely and be like, okay, I'm out of here for a good few months. And like I'd land up missing my friends that I, you know, I've lost contact with, but I can see their stuff through social media. And I, I love seeing my friends posts yeah. I really missed that from leaving it. But yeah, I just didn't even really consider unfollowing, which is the most simple thing to do, but I suppose <laughs> I'm extreme like that. I'm just like, right, that's it. I'm out of here. And I'd, I'd leave.
0: For me, it was first before Instagram. So well, before I was on Instagram, let's say not yeah. before Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was on Facebook, once I started doing this. I ended up seeing that a lot of the people that I was friends with on Facebook I had lost touch with mm. a long time ago, no interest in keeping in touch or anything like that. I don't mean to sound rude or anything, but I didn't care about their lives. Like they wouldn't care about my life either. It's so unnatural it didn't, to care about this many me. lives.
1: It's unnatural.
0: Exactly. We
1: can't keep it up. We don't <laughs> so have <the> it, energy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't bother me to just cut that off and just, just leave it. And then I would still have those people who I actually genuinely care about keeping in contact with, but perhaps we don't talk all the time, but I can see sometimes a little bit of their life and vice versa. I don't put loads of my personal life on social media, but I do put some things. And, and anyways, I like to keep up with the ones Mm. that do, that make me feel good about myself, those ones. So, So
1: a cull is essentially what you're saying. Do a little cull every now and then. Yep. Nothing wrong with this. Yep.
0: I think it's, it's good for the mind. Yeah. The other one, the other tip I had here that is, I think also really important it's to stay out of the comparison game or the competition, the competition game Because you know, we've all been there and we've all done it. You know that like, Oh, my child is, he sleeps so badly. And then I you you say that you're like, my child is the worst sleeper in the whole world. And then I'm like, no, my daughter is the worst in the world. Like mine is way worse than yours. Yeah. Right? And it's like this thing, it's this competition where either the best or we're the worst. It's Cause so also, funny. That's so you know, funny. my child started reading at three. Mine came out the womb reading a book, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. there's all no matter, no matter what you yeah, say. You there's see, I, those I was people.
1: about to butt in and say, no, I've never really been competitive <laughs> with my kids. But I am when it comes to things that are terrible about them. Not when it's the good things, which I should be maybe a bit more competitive about. But when it's the good stuff, I'm kind of like quite overly humble and I don't really mention it. But then when there's terrible things that they do, like not ever bloody sleeping, I'll bang on about that. I mean, that's all I've spoken about for six years. So of course I am
0: competitive.
1: My child is a terrible sleeper. I mean, I must have said that about 800 times.
0: Same. <laughs> it's like, you d- no, but you don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys don't understand. And the thing is, with everything in parenting, no, nobody understands what you are going through. Yeah. And nobody understands. But then also at the same time, everyone kind of understands because we all have our own wins and losses in parenting you know there's some things that we just our kids are really great at and then there's some things that they are really bad at it's not like they're advanced or they're behind or whatever and you can easily get caught up in that especially as a new parent i'll be at these baby groups and be like look my baby's rolling over and i'm like Kicking Abby, like, roll over. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm joking. Abby actually rolled over really early.
1: (laughs) You see, I was the opposite with all of this stuff. Like, (laughs) I didn't ever want Connor to grow up or Harry. So I would, like, almost be in denial about the things that he was doing because I didn't want to accept that Mm -hmm. he was moving to the next level. Like, a, a good friend of mine, she thought that Connor was talking and saying things and I was very adamant that he wasn't that he was just babbling and she would say he would go blah 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 and she was like you see he just said I go up the stairs and I was like no he did not he went blah, blah, blah. She was like no he didn't she would translate <laughs> Connor's words <laughs> for me and I would say no he's not saying that because I didn't want to believe that he was talking I didn't want him to talk I wanted him to stay a baby forever I was the exact opposite <laughs>
0: You know, I've changed with a lot of that. So I was just, by the way, I was joking earlier. I never kicked her to make Uh, her roll (laughs) over. Just just to clarify (laughs) that. But I would get caught up in a little bit. Like I would hear people saying it and I was, and I wouldn't uh, try and participate. I would be quiet about it. But I was thinking like, say she had rolled over. I'm just going to keep using this example. Say she had already rolled over, you know, a month previously. I was like, is there something weird? Like, why did she already do it? I would just start questioning everything, even if it was better or worse, whatever. I would just, it would make me question everything. And it wasn't long after that, I started realizing, of course, everyone's just super proud of their kids or, or they want you to know when it's the negative stuff. They just want you, they want someone to understand where they are, how they're feeling. They want someone to yeah. actually listen to them, and and that's fine if it's a good friend and someone that you can be honest about things with. But if it's if you're comparing yourself to people on social media or people at baby groups or whatever, yourself, your parenting, and your child, like just get out of that. There's no space for that. Like it's not it's not necessary. It's
1: not healthy. It's, it's like, like the, the that popcorn the popcorn theory. You know, you, I I was. Connor was really upset the other day because everyone's, everyone's getting wobbly teeth in his class and he doesn't have any wobbly oh, teeth yet. And and it's like the end of his world that he doesn't have a tooth that's on its way out. And I said, it's it's like putting popcorn in a pot. You know, you, you pour all the popcorn in, all the popcorn sort of looks the same. It's round about the same size. You It's all exposed to the same heat and everything. But every single kernel pops at its own time. They're all different and they all pop when they need to pop. And he was like, oh, okay, so my teeth is going to fall out when it's ready to fall out because I'm, I'm different kind of thing. He sort of got the concept. but um, I've got
0: to use that.
1: Yeah. That's good. Yeah, so someone mentioned it to me when I was in the baby stage and it was, I was at a class and they actually, the teacher said before she, it was a baby yoga class or something. And she said, in this class, we don't compare. We never compare. This is a safe space. Babies do what they do when it when they're ready. Everyone, just like adults are individuals and we're all different and it starts at birth. Yeah. So don't it's not a negative yeah. thing that your child might not be doing something that another child is doing. Like it'll happen when it no. when it's meant to
0: happen. Yeah. I can see it a lot now. I've been in, in situations where people are pushing their kids, you know, trying to get their kids to read, trying to get them to write, you know, pushing them be beyond their interest if the child shows interest you know and I feel now that whole thing like you just said I don't want her childhood I'm talking about Abigail now because she's almost six but I don't want her childhood to go too fast I don't want to push her into something she's not ready for but I think that we can get caught up it is a common thing for mothers especially mothers probably Dads do it too, but I think especially mothers are like this. We can get caught up in what we see around us and then push our children this way or that and change our parenting style based on that. So that was the one thing. Just try and stay out of the comparison competition zone. Yes, yes, agreed. Another one, and we kind of spoke about this already. You said something about this, that lean into your own strengths as a parent. Everyone's got different strengths. So... Your child is the worst sleeper in the world. Okay, great. So your weakness is perhaps like getting your kid to sleep. Let's say, <laughs> yeah, but then keeping perhaps, him asleep. Uh, I'm talking about both you sleep. and me I, here yeah. because I can get them to <laughs> sleep
1: in, in two seconds. I'm almost like a guru with getting yeah. them to sleep, but it's keeping them asleep that I cannot do. So maybe okay. I should invest okay. in some sort of like uh, gas that. That keeps... <laughs>
0: that okay, up. easy, Tiger. I know it's just the lack of sleep talking right now. We'll just you know, we'll just I pretend you didn't say that and breeze on over to what I was going to say. which was ch- like, lean into your strengths, Jones. <laughs> ch-
1: in South Africa, so this one, a, a friend came to stay with us once and they told us how in South Africa, obviously crime is a bit of a problem and his house got broken into... And he said he slept through all of it because they burnt some of his CDs, which is a, a technique that a lot of the thieves will use. You burn these CDs and it emits this gas that actually makes you very, very sleepy and essentially like what? drugs you into unconsciousness. And I was like, really? Go on. This and can't be like, real. Did you see this on social like, media? Does it have to be a <laughs> specific CD? And uh, what, what do you use to light it? Like getting really technical. This sounds, this sounds brilliant. This sounds like something I could maybe uh, dabble in when I was that desperate. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll
1: admit I've never tried the CD technique, but it sounds. It sounds Thank
0: you for <laughs> throwing that in there.
1: <laughs> Please do not try the CD technique.
0: So before this gets too dark, Jones, what I was going to say was to lean into your strengths as a parent. So. <laughs> so. Okay, clearly the sleep, thing, <laughs> the sleep thing is an issue. But perhaps you are really great in the kitchen, right? You're great yeah. at getting your kids to eat loads of good foods, loads of healthy foods. Okay. And so that's something like celebrate the win. Like yeah. You'll have some things you're better at, some things you're worse at. Someone go True. get the CDs out of Jones's house. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... and 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 that's okay like focus on your uniqueness your strengths and forget about what other people are doing yeah that's a really good tip actually the last the last little tip tip i had there was that self-care goes a really long way with boosting confidence yeah and i don't mean like a spa day and all of that stuff right we we know now self-care is not just that it's but it's really taking care of yourself doing something just for you that goes such a long way with your emotional and your mental health. Mm. It makes it easier for you to stand your ground and to be confident in your parenting and things like that when you are in a good place. Mm. That's why I feel like it's really difficult when you're a new mom, because you are so worn out. You are Mm. just completely in pieces. And so that's why it's easier for you to get influenced by outside things. But when you start really taking care of yourself and putting your needs ahead of others most of the time, then it really it really helps with boosting your self-worth and your confidence. I'd say.
1: Yeah. And what I'll say to that is because I was very bad at taking time for myself with Connor. I just like threw myself into it completely. Even when Gordon would take him for a walk or whatever, I'd then focus on the house or focus on making Mm. food for him that was good and nourishing. And like, I was just constantly going. What I would say is it's not, it doesn't come naturally to everyone to take that time to care for yourself, Um, especially when you suddenly have all of these other responsibilities, you feel like that's your number one priority. So it actually takes practice. It takes practice to put yourself first. Practice. So the first few times you do mm-hmm. it, it's you're going to feel like a fish out of water. It's going to feel uncomfortable and it's going to feel weird weird and probably counterproductive. You're probably not going to get Yeah, it's much, actually really not enjoyable. Yeah, you're not going to get much out beginning. of it initially. <laughs> you're just going to be anxious mm-hmm. and worrying about your kid. But the more you do it, the more you set aside, even if it's five minutes or t- or, or 10 minutes to go upstairs, close your door, read a book or lie on your bed or whatever it is, the more you do it, the easier it will, it will become, and the better for both of you, for all of you, in fact, like you'll all reap the benefits of it. I wish I, in fact, I wish I had done it more and I wish I had practiced proper self-care instead of just like, okay, it's time to myself now. What, what can I, what can I get done in this time that Gordon has taken Connor for a walk? What box can I tick? You know, that's what it was all about. It was about being like efficient with my free time,
0: so to speak. So that's something I would have done differently. I 100% agree with everything you just said, that it was very difficult for me in the beginning to do it. But after a few times, like, I didn't even really enjoy it. I just felt so guilty for yeah. <laughs> for leaving yeah. her. I'm so anxious. Or, and then... And then with both of them, I actually was really terrible with it until I had two children too. and then it became a necessity. So I never actually did anything on my own. Um, I, I remember doing a couple of things on my own when Abby was a baby and it was just the worst, the most stressful situation for me ever. And so I think that's why I never did it again. But then after having Maddie, it just became I had to. I needed headspace, Mm, I needed some quiet and it wasn't fun for me in the beginning. But then I started noticing how much nicer I was when I'd come back from Mm. my walk and how much that affected my relationship with all three of them. I would also if I had a time machine, that's the number one thing I would do is go back and take more time for myself. Absolutely.
1: It's worth mentioning. A friend of mine, Laura, read a book or probably heard of on a podcast. She's an avid podcast listener and she'll be listening to this as well. But she said that someone had mentioned that when you become a mom, something in your brain is forever altered. On the cellular level, it's changed. How you fare with your child's safety and everything. And you're constantly thinking about their well-being at the back of your mind. And there's this like new sort of anxiety that comes into your life when you become a mother not necessarily a parent yeah. but it's like a female thing it's a female brain change yeah where you actually develop an anxiety for your kids health and safety and it's something that you learn to tame over time but it'll always be there and that that's yeah. sort of the i think for me when i was so when i became a mom that was the thing that held me back from being able to enjoy or like embrace any sort of alone time was I just couldn't get a handle on that anxiety, whether or not Connor was going to be okay if I left him for half an hour with Gordon or whatever. I think it also exposure to that time alone or exposure for your kid to other people is also important. Like Because I didn't have grandparents that were here on tap Mm -hmm. or whatever, and my brothers were busy at the time and stuff. I didn't have anyone to just give the baby to. I I would book a hair appointment and go, go get my hair done and, and give Connor to a grandparent. That wasn't an option for me. So Connor Connor was with me all the time. And so the more you're, you're with them and the more you're exposed to each other, the harder it is to, to separate for both of you. And Mm. I think if you've got parents around or grandparents around or friends or family that are able to have the baby for a little bit. Passing the the baby on for an hour here or there is something that will really, really benefit both of you down the line and actually improve yeah. your confidence. You'll feel more confident knowing that you can leave your child with someone else and they'll be okay and you can, you know, give yourself that little bit of care time or whatever you need. It helps to build confidence being on your own, being separated for just a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I'm listening and I'm thinking how I was back then. I was the same as you. There was no one around. We were living in Florida. We knew no one. It was all yachting friends. You know, no one had babies. No one knew what we were going mm. through. And so there was literally no one I could leave her with for any time at all. And I used to see other people, friends of mine or whatever, and they would just leave their babies for an afternoon for a day, for a night mm. with their parents. Seemed so like, foreign. What? How can you? How can yeah. you do that? <laughs> like, what <I> <laughs> if, blah, 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 blah. I would like the yeah. worst case scenarios would run through my head. And I remember when Abby was just over a year old and we were in Sweden for a little bit and Tony really wanted her to meet his grandmother who lived in Finland. Fair enough. And he said, you know what? I just want to go for the night. But why don't I just take Abby and you stay here? You know, it's like a two hour flight, it's not a big deal, or whatever. And you go and stay with his aunt. And I was like I'm sorry, are you mad? And no <laughs> no, I thought about it and I let him do it because I was like, it's Tony. And he's the only person I would leave her, her with. Father. So, <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But so I was like I was like, Yeah, that sounds great. It was they weren't even gone 24 hours. I had all of these plans for myself. It wasn't it, fun. It wasn't fun. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't fun. Yeah. But it's because I hadn't practiced at all. He had exactly. barely been alone with her for, for an afternoon, let alone for 24 hours. But I think the message there is you've got to let it build up. You can't you can't mm. go twenty four no. hours. Can't I go didn't full even sleep It's terrible. Oh my god, I'm sure.
1: Your anxiety must have been off the charts. But yeah, it's yeah. it's a quite, it's but. kind of a curse of the mother that never goes away. Is that anxiety and worry that's there, but but you do learn to manage it and you learn to work around it. You'll always worry about your kids, right? It, 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 you always yeah. worry. And I'm also one to think about the worst case scenario all the time. Also like All the time, focusing on the worst case scenario, but I'm actually teaching myself as I go along to also think about best case scenario. So when I went away two weekends ago with Gordon, it was the first time leaving both the boys and we left them with my brother and it was a massive step for for all of us. And all those worst case scenario things kept popping into my head. I was actually like envisaging the call that I get from my brother that someone was lost or something, you know, like just crazy thoughts. Mm -hmm. But then I started, on. I, went, I was doing that half marathon and on the half marathon, I started having those thoughts, like, I wonder what's going on. And I thought, yeah, oh, but what about best case scenario? What if they're having the absolute time of their life right now? And in fact, they were. Yeah. I phoned and checked in afterwards and they'd gone to Waffle Jack's for the morning where they could have whatever they wanted on a waffle, which was like the best morning of their lives, with, with digital tables. The tables were a massive screen where they could just play games and, and they were eating ice cream at nine <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Literally, best case scenario for them, not for me, but for them. And like oh being with my brother and his and his wife and and their son William is like they are like their favorite people and they just had the best best time all round wonderful
0: experience. Yeah. But that's a really good point. Yeah. Best case scenario. Yeah. Drown out the I, worst I've case scenario. I've never gone into. I've never gone into best case scenario, but I go from worst case scenario to like okay, really, that's not going to happen. I never go to best case. Yeah. No, that's a
1: good point. Yeah. Go to that's best case. Point. It's actually quite amazing. In my, in my head, I was thinking, okay, best case scenario, they like go to the driving range or like a massive warehouse size soft play and they get to eat whatever they want and Harry can have his goddamn chicken nuggets for lunch or whatever. Mm. <laughs> and pretty much all of that happened and they were like literally living their best life. <laughs> so it was a helpful task, <laughs> a helpful exercise. And maybe so I manifested why did it. Why don't
0: you tell us... <laughs> Why don't you tell us how you really feel about chicken nuggets?
1: Uh, I feel like I mentioned chicken nuggets way too many times on this podcast. And I hate them so much.
0: I think that's about it for today. We're going to leave you with those tips and also to remind you to go and do your research. Yeah. Who are you taking advice from? Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I think that's about it. Do your research and and also do your practicing. Go practice a bit of alone time mm. whenever you can get your hands on it. Because
0: you won't regret it. I think had I heard this little conversation five, six years ago, it would have been really helpful. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, all right, everyone. That's it for today. All right, the end. The end. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that you got a lot of value out of today's episode. And if you found this episode helpful in some way, chances are your friends will too. So go ahead and share it. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next week with more.
1: No, but this is good because our podcast is just going to be a lot of a lot of ramblings and a lot of laughter and a lot of informa- helpful information in between.
0: A lot of helpful information in between. Yeah. Yeah most of it's going to be ramblings.